Alright, well, that's good, that's good. Hopefully that doesn't stay blurry. I don't think it is. Oh, I'm still weird. <clears throat> Alright. I'll show you live yet. Yeah, it takes a little second to connect. <sighs> oh, shit, there he is. <laughs> turn, turn that down, I don't want to hear myself. Alright. There he is. We're good? We're good, I got you. Cheers, motherfucker. Cheers. This podcast has been brought to you by Twisted Tea. Light. Yeah. I was going to say something clever, but I'm like, oh, what the fuck do you say about tea? Uh, We're going to get mean, twisted. It's only 4%, though. Yeah. You're like a bitch. Well, you want to try it. We're watching our figure. Well, you say I want to try it. I've had this before. 110 calories, 6 it's, grams of sugars. It's pretty fucking good. So. Although I can't get really twisted off of 4%. No. I, I can probably go through the whole six pack myself and be like, I'm good. Are you going to do the pinky? Ah, yes. Because we are judgment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? All right. Welcome to the live recording of the Uncon Podcast. I'm your host, Joe, with my co-host, Just Mike. Uh, this podcast is for men's mental health and overall motivation. We do talk a lot of bullshit, and we do like to run our mouths, and if you can get me going on a rant, that's where everyone seems to come for and seems to have a good time. But overall, the whole idea of this podcast is to bring awareness to a lot of shit that we go through and how to elevate your lives as individuals, for both men and women, because we do have a lot of female listeners in on the podcast as well. One of the days we'll get a better setup, so... We're working on it, folks. Yeah. We're working on it. So if you'd like to donate, I can drop <laughs> I can drop my Cash App, my Venmo. Only fans. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So what what's the pot what's the topic for today? Because I feel like we got heated on a couple subjects earlier. We're like, let's just fucking do it. God, hit record. Oh man. Oh, what do you want to do today? I mean um, so I only got about thirty minutes, it's gonna be a, a quick one. Alright. But we can I think I think we should touch base on uh, like the whole the transactional idea or the transactional aspect of relationships. Okay. I feel like we can go over that really quick and be able to hit a lot of good key points. And I think we should probably open up with what kind of started this off, or started off with all this shit. No. No, you don't <laughs> want to. <laughs> all right. No. So. All right. I guess I can make a general. Story because we do see a lot of videos and stuff like that on online and whatnot. Of, I I want to say primarily women, mm-hmm. but correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Of like, I expect you to do X, Y, and Z, right, <coughs> for nothing in return, right? I expect you to pay my bills. I expect you to send me a stack, right? I expect you to come mow my lawn. I expect you to take care of my car. Fix my car, whatever. For basically nothing in return. Just for them existing. There's no dating. There's no relationships. Just random. And I, I sent you a video on that too um, a while back of like, oh, if you don't pay my phone bill, then if you're just a broke bitch, then just say that. But you're the one asking me for money. You're the one asking me to do shit for you. Yep. 
We're not even dating. I have no relation or commitment to you. Why am I going to do that? So I, I'm not going to I really don't see many guys doing that. You don't see guys being like, oh, no. you, you want to you wanna give me a ride and I'll, I'll give you head? <laughs> yeah, right. I've never had a, a girl come up to me and say, hey, uh, you know, well, I, I should say I've never gone up to a girl and said, hey, will you pay for my, my, my haircut at the barber? But you've had girls say, hey, pay for my nails. Oh. You know, hey, we're going out. You know, pay for my, my hair. Yeah, no, that, that is a privilege that is reserved for a dating environment. Because, again, it is transactional. I'm doing this because we are in a relationship. Because there's a transaction of loyalty, communication, commitment. And, you know, speak for a lot of guys when I say it, it's not... A dick for me to say it, but we expect some loving. Yes. It, it's it's not that it's, uh, I'm doing, I'm paying for your nails so I can get head later. I'm doing it because I care about you. We're in this together. But also it's a, I'm not going to continue to do above and beyond for you and just get skimped out on. Because guys really value intercourse in a relationship. It makes us feel connected. It makes us feel wanted. It makes us feel valuable. But even as far as saying, thank you, I appreciate it. Yep. You know, we're not going to sit there and do everything and anything in the relationship. And don't get me wrong. The same will go both ways. Right? You can't expect a woman to <clears throat> cook, clean, take care of the kids, take care of the house, take care of whatever. And you aren't doing your part. In that transaction. You aren't doing that part in the relationship. You're expecting her to go above and beyond. You know what it means to, to be a real feminine woman. Make a house a home and all this other shit. But yet if you're the only one bringing in the money. You're bringing in that bread. Treat her. Pay for her fucking nails. Make her feel special. Make her feel beautiful. Why? Because she's <laughs> allowing you and supporting you to go to work. To take care of things that you need to take care of. And you're coming home to a night. You're coming... To a house that is a nice home. Right. I mean, that's not the most common thing anymore is the the woman being like the homemaker, staying home, taking care of the kids, cleaning up the house, doing the laundry, that kind of stuff. It's not as common just because women are working now mm -hmm. and a lot more women um, are more career oriented yeah, but rather than home oriented. Right. But we see all the statistics on that and how that is seriously fucking up. There's a reason why they've been solely... Uh, trying to get rid of the nuclear family. Yeah. But, you know, in those situations, yeah, she doesn't bring in any kind of income. But the trade-off is she takes care of the family. And when you come home, you have a nice warm meal. The house is clean. But in return, you're going to have to provide her with some means to take care of herself. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to have expectations. Hey, I want you to have your, your hair nicely done. I want you to have your nails done. Because we have a physical standard that we want our partners to maintain. Right. And guys, don't, don't, don't get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway. Um, women are just as horny, if not hornier, than a lot of guys. If she is not wanting it with you, you aren't doing something right. <clears throat> you let yourself go. You're not making her feel beautiful, valued, special, hearing her out. There's something fucking missing. There's a disconnect, which is why communication is important. But do not be a lazy fucking asshole 
that you're coming home from work. Nah, honey, I'm tired. Dude, you need to get your levels checked. You should want to ravish her all times of the fucking day. Yes, but still, to the point of some of the guys that are out there that are working 12, 14-hour days, they are tired. Don't get me wrong. But you have yeah. to make time and and use, usually you got to do that on like your off days where you actually get to recover. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, labor-intensive jobs, blue-collar work, whatever, I understand fully. Like, yeah. that shit is exhausting. I know pussy was the last thing on my fucking mind when I was in the Marine Corps and I fucking had... You know, my 4 a.m. to fucking yeah. midnight fucking work because it, it's an all-day fucking thing. But All you want to do is take a nap. Right, <laughs> right. But the point that I'm getting at is you need to make them feel wanted because that's, that's where cheating happens. Why? Because, again, it is transactional. You are not providing her with something that she needs within the relationship. Everything is conditional. Everything is transactional. And you think otherwise... Open up your eyes, take a step back, and look at the bigger picture. Because I've had a lot of women write my comments and be like, Oh, I loved my man when he didn't have anything. Okay, but he was providing something for you at that time. Whether it was emotional support, whether it was physical security, whether it was shoulder to cry on, dick to ride on. He was providing you something. At that moment, you may not have cared as much for the financials. Right? So, I loved my man when he was broken, had nothing. Okay, but he was providing something. He was providing something at that time that you saw value in. And a lot of them don't even pay it. They immediately go to money. Well, I'd love him even if he was broke. No, you wouldn't. No, no you wouldn't. So you're telling me you'd be okay with your man sitting on his fat, lazy ass, and you're paying for everything indefinitely. Nope. And that's it. Nope. She would expect him to do the reverse. If she's the breadwinner, she'd expect him to take care of the house, do the laundry... You know, take care of the dishes, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Which again, transactional. It is. If I'm doing this, I expect you to do this. <clears throat> kind of goes into the role of like the whole masculine and feminine side that we had touched on before. If I am in my masculine and I'm allowing you and I'm providing a space for you to be comfortable, I expect a certain level of femininity from my woman. If I'm put in that position where I am that head and I'm that leader. You need to be able to trust and respect my guidance. You need to be able to trust and respect my leadership. That means you are not combative. A lot of problems that we see in a lot of relationships are disagreeable women. You know, if I'm saying something, it is because I most likely see something that you don't. And I'm doing it to look out for you. And your greater well-being. So if I'm warning you of something, if I'm saying, hey, this is not a good idea. It's not a controlling aspect of you can't do this, this, and this. It is a, I don't think this is a good idea. I'll prefer that you don't do this. I'd rather you don't. If you do, I will no longer be here. Why? Because if I'm put in that role, in a transaction, I ex- if I'm providing this, I expect that from you. I expect you to be able to listen or at least hear me out. Right. Not like straight listen, like whatever you say fucking goes type shit. So but it's you, like mutual respect. Right. right. It's really what it comes down to is mutual respect. Give each other the space to, to talk, share your, your feelings, and then, yeah, you're hopefully going to make the decision that 
that you make because you are the dominant figure in this scenario here. Mm -hmm. And you're not doing it because it's a personal gain to you. You're looking at it as a benefit for, you know, your relationship or you as a whole, mm -hmm. <clears throat> like as a couple. Yes. So I'm a very dominant figure in my relationship. I like to take that leadership role, etc. But whenever I'm I'm trying to help guide my woman, like, hey, here's what's going on. Here's what you may or may not see. I'd rather you not do this. I'd rather you, I'd rather you block him. I'd rather you not be around these kind of people. I'd rather you maybe not be going about it like this. My gym partner's calling me right now. I see that. Um, I always give a full explanation on why. I never say or tell anything or expect or ask them to do anything without explaining my mindset behind it, why I'm telling you what I'm saying, why I'm thinking about it in a certain kind of way, and what are the repercussions of what may happen if you don't. Right. That way it's not, it's not a blind leadership, do as I say, whether you like it or not, it is a, hey, here's the situation. I'm going to provide you with all the information possible and try to help guide you in a certain direction. And if you don't, you will see the repercussions of your actions. Yeah. And it, in a transition, transactional sense, I expect that level of communication, understanding, and respect. If I'm providing that for you, I expect you to trust me enough to listen. And where do we learn a lot of these leadership qualities as young men? Um, Cause I don't think a lot of guys realize where they actually learn this stuff. So it should come from your father. Okay. Father figure would be one of them. Father. Father figure is different because you can have someone who's a father <clears throat> figure that is not your biological father. I've had a lot of guys in my life be a father figure to me who are not actually my real father. So, for instance, a perfect example is I had a coach in high school. His name is Coach O.D. Man helped me a lot in high school um, because we talked a lot about faith, talked a lot about you know, growing up, coming into manhood, being a respectable man, how to you know, take charge, how to take lead. So having a father and then having a father figure are two very different things. Yes, your father should be teaching you this, but not a lot of guys have a father. Or if they do, maybe he's not all that present in that manner. So you can learn it from people like that. Another very important and very big way for you to be able to learn and pick up on those kind of things is surround yourself with good masculine men that help not only keep you accountable, but also help you strive to be better and more and for, and to be those who you can go to and seek wisdom. Yes. You know where I learned some of those qualities? My wrestling coach mm -hmm. taught me how to be a leader. My baseball coach, my football coach, my stepdad. You know, I had a lot of really these, good. These. I had a lot of really good NCO and staff NCOs in the Marine <clears throat> Corps. Um, Master Sergeant Ellison, I will never forget his name. When I was stationed in Virginia, um, he took me under his wing, and he helped really guide me a lot. Because um, he, I think he was like, poor man was like three times divorced or some crazy shit. But he, he was an older gentleman. He was about to pick up Master Gunner Sergeant. I do was a fucking badass, but. He found an opportunity in me to really help guide and mentor me because here's another key point. You can have all those people around you, but if you were not open and willing to accept what they have to teach you 
and that level of leadership and guidance, it will mean absolutely nothing. Because you can't sit there and be like, oh, I got no one. Oh, there's no one. There's no All the information's out there. We live in the age of technology and information. You can find people. You go to the right places, you can find people. One, you have to put yourself out there. But two, you have to be willing to fucking learn. Humble your ass a little bit. Understand that you don't know everything. And also be willing to accept anything and anything that they, anything and everything. Excuse me, I keep burping. It's the tea. Tea and tacos. I didn't think it was that bad to make you all bubbly inside. Um, tea and tacos. Well, I had tacos and tea. You don't see me all gassy. So. But you have to be willing to accept it. <laughs> I feel like you lost your rant because you were burping. Yeah, I was a little... I got, <laughs> I got distracted. Oh, man. So I, I guess what I'm saying is that a father or a father figure, and your father figure it can be considered a role model, mm-hmm. to show you the leadership qualities that it takes. You know, you learn that in some of your employment, some of your jobs... You know, you could have someone that you look up to to teach you some of these qualities. My gym, my gym partner, Stefan, is a good example. He took me under his wing at work. I had a couple of guys at work that were the same thing. That were, they showed me how to be leaders. But you can also learn from people who are poor leaders. Mm-hmm. Because they can show you, and you can see. You can go, wow, that guy, he sucks at leading. Mm-hmm. And you know why he sucks. Because you know the traits that it takes. So you can learn just as much as, you know, from... Someone who does good things as you can is from someone who does poor things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and also in that also in that same <laughs> sense too, um, that also relates to transactional agreements because they're exchanging wisdom and information and knowledge to you. In, right. in transaction, they expect you to not only respect what they say, but also listen, but then to also take that and put it into practice. Otherwise. They'll recognize that their words are falling on deaf ears, and they'll stop trying to be there in that way for you. Yeah, they're looking for you to provide a certain result, mm-hmm. and that result is usually positive. You know, my, when my wrestling coach was yelling at me, you know, to run harder, run faster. You know, when we were practicing, he was teaching me, you know, not only discipline but what it takes to be a better athlete. Mm-hmm. And he was in return. When it came to meets, you know, my cardio was better. I was able to, you know, perform better on the mat and win more matches. So it ended up leading to a positive result. And I didn't ask him, well, why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? You know, everything, every intention or everything that he told me had a positive aspect or it would lead to a positive aspect as long as I followed through and I did what he was asking of me. Yep. And if I fought him on it, Guess what? I'd lose matches, or maybe not me, but mm-hmm. guys would lose matches. Guys would, you know, and then in that turn, they'd get pissed off, they'd get depressed, they didn't want to be in the team anymore. And why is that? Because you wouldn't take the leadership that was provided to you. You fought it, and look where it got you. Yep. Uh, another really perfect example was um, my last relationship. How many times did I try to guide her in the right direction? Like, hey, don't talk to those people. Don't do this. Be very careful, be cautious, and she was a very disagreeable person. She didn't like being told what to do. Well, how many times were you told to walk away? Here's a warning. Here's a red flag. Yeah, this well, is not good for you. Well, you know what? I was at that time still Captain Sabo. <laughs> um, 
But yes, I learned. <laughs> Sometimes people have to learn the hard way. I'm one of those people. Yes, you are. But I feel like that's a very good example, too, of like, like no, I'm going to fuck around and find out. Well, she fucked around and found out. As did you. I, I also fucked around and found out. Yeah. And you both lost in that situation. Uh, did I? Did I really lose? I mean, yes and no. You wasted a lot of valuable time. A lot of, yes. I lost time. That money. Because yes. fuck could that woman rack up a goddamn bill. <clears throat> and it causes a lot of unnecessary stress and other parts. So in those days, you know, where you should have been happier, you spent your days being miserable. Mm -hmm. Because you weren't happy and you were trying to be Captain save -a as you, yep. like to, as you like to say. Yeah, well, I think in the end, that's the one, because um, I'm very happy right now. You are. But you also took the things that you learned from that relationship, and you don't want to make the same mistakes. And you're looking for different qualities in a person. Yes. I'm also going about this in a very different way than I usually, I usually would. A lot of it's in terms of like communication and what I what I expect, and then even the standard that I hold myself to, as well. Right, and you also have someone who, you know, is respectful to you and what you say, and she's very receptive, and she's submissive in the right ways. Mm -hmm. She allows you to be in your masculine. She knows when she needs to be in her feminine. You know, and that's all all good things for a healthy relationship. Go. Yeah. So, you know. Played by ear. Kudos to that one. Right? Cheers to that. Yeah. But again, that is also very transactional. You know, she's in her feminine, and in transaction, <clears throat> she expects me to bring certain traits, certain qualities, and a certain level of masculinity to allow her to, to be like that. If I, if I expect her to listen to me, if I expect her to exhibit certain traits, well, guess what? I have to do my part in allowing her to feel comfortable enough to do that. Otherwise, it wouldn't happen. Like, it's definitely something you need to work together on. Yeah, there's guys that I work with that, you know, their wives are, or girlfriends, you know, maybe they're not quite married yet. But, you know, they're like, hey, when you come home from work, I need you to paint this bedroom. I need you to, uh, you know, put the flooring in. I need you to do the trim. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. You know, the honey-do list. Oh, my God. You know, and... And then, and then if, maybe if you do that, maybe I'll let you get some. Yeah. And that's... That's not... Uh, that's not... That's not balanced. It has to be, like you said, that it has to be a give and take. If you're going to want me to do these things, then I'm going to expect you to do something for me in return. You know, whether it's something physically, something... <laughs> You know, maybe it's giving me some time to myself. Mm -hmm. You know, like, hey, go have a night with the boys. You know, kick me out of the house. Send me out with my buddies to go, you know, be with them for a night. You know, because right. I think that is just as valuable as, you know, your couple's time. If I spend all my time at work and then coming home and just spending time with my, my partner, which I don't have a girlfriend or anything right now, but if I have one, you know, or a wife anymore, but... Mm -hmm that it's not good for me in the bigger scope of things. Like, yes, I want to be with you, but I also need my own space. Everyone should have their own space. Right. Your wife or girlfriend should have 
some of their time, you should have some of your time, and then there's the we time or the us time. Right. As long as the other people that you're spending time with are healthy, not only for you, but for your relationship as well. Yes. Because I've put my foot down a great many a times, like, I don't like that person, I don't want you hanging out with them. Why? They're my friend. We're friends with da 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 da. I'm like, they aren't good for you. We've been friends for so many years that, yeah, because neither of you have fucking changed. You've been doing the exact same thing 16 years ago. You're doing the exact same thing now. That is definitely not how it should be. In 16 years from now, if we aren't having this conversation on a yacht that we fucking own, <laughs> with our beautiful women by our side, refilling our whiskey for us, because we're providing them a great and fantastic life, what the fuck are we doing? We might be on our private jet. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, I hate that same phrase, maybe you'll get some. Oh, thank you for the gift. I have no idea what that was, but thank you. It was a hat. It was a hat. Mm -hmm. I, mi I missed my head. It's like a sombrero. It is Taco Tuesday. Oh, yes. So, yeah, I hate that phrase, maybe you'll get some. Maybe I'll get some. As if, like, they're holding something hostage. Yeah. You know, if we're in a relationship, that's mine. Right. But if guys do that and they cheat, it's our fault. <clears throat> yeah, if you're going to start using that as leverage, that's going to create a huge freaking problem in a relationship. And it's no longer transactional. I think the only time I've really, like, withheld him, be like, no. is like, they popped a really bad attitude or they pushed the wrong fucking button and pissed me off enough to be like, I... I'm not in the right mindset right now. Yeah. Like, get off me. But it, it takes a lot. It should never have to get to that point. You should never irritate your partner so much <laughs> to the point where they're like, I don't even want you to touch me right now. Yeah. That usually is a let them cool off. And that's how I, when I got to that level of anger, I just wanted to be left alone. Like, you're only going to make things worse. And I used to communicate that. Like, listen, let me be, give me 10 or 15 minutes to calm down, be by myself, and just settle. Yeah. Because if you try to fix it, you're just going to make things worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Be very cautious because there is such thing as good, good transactional and bad transactional. Yes. Right? There's healthy and not healthy with everything. So good transactional is we're in this together. I'm going to support you in turn. I, I want you to respect me. That should, that's healthy. That is a mutual, that is a mutual gain. Not a, oh, if you mow the lawn and take out the trash and do the dishes and put the kids to bed, I might let you have some coochie. No, we're in a relationship. We should be wanting that from each other regardless of what's going on. Yep. That's like me saying, oh, if you don't make dinner... And give the kids a bath. No dick. Yeah. Fuck that. It's yours. Yeah. I should want to give it to you. Regardless. Girls do not like when a guy says no. Oh my God. That's another podcast in itself. Jesus. Yeah. If a guy says no. You, are you cheating on me? Do you not find me attractive anymore? <coughs> no, bitch. You just pissed me off. Shut up. Or believe it or not, there are times... When a guy is actually not in the mood, he is just tired and exhausted and, you know, sh stressed out. And he just needs like a day to just chill. Mm -hmm. And he's just not in the mood. It does happen. 
If a guy says no, it is not the end of the world. If a girl says no, it's pretty common practice. No, I'm tired. No, I have a headache. No, this. No, that. No, I feel dirty. Yeah. I don't give I a shit about I that flavor. I haven't shaved. Yeah. Don't care. I'm on my period. Don't oh, care. Don't care. We have a shower. We have towels. I just got off work. I, I feel dirty. I'll still eat your ass, Hunker. <laughs> you, yeah, well, I do. I do a little bit. Some of us uh, care a little bit about that, but... Um. I'm also a little <laughs> than you. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yes, yes, you are. Filthy son of a bitch, you. Yeah. But hey, teach his own. Either way, it comes down to mutual respect. It comes down to that 50-50 part of the relationship. It comes down to, you know, the give and take in a relationship. If yeah. I do X, you should do Y. And in a uh, healthy, positive manner. Healthy, positive manner. So we got it. That pretty much is it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I know this is a short one. I got to get to the gym. My gym partner's been blowing me up like a motherfucker. Um, thank you so much. Tune in if you guys didn't get the full podcast. I'll get this up and ready for you guys on Spotify, Apple Play, all that good shit. Like, share, subscribe to the podcast. Really appreciate all that shit. And uh, until next time, stay positive, stay motivated, and as always, stay on ground. Oh, you didn't even finish yours. Yeah. I was talking more and finished mine. <clears throat> Salty shanks. Uh. Thanks to you, I was able to turn my life around.